This is the Voice Podcast Network. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all those celebrating. To all those celebrating the morning, evening, or afternoon. Yes. Um, as you know, I'm Fallon. And I am Nadine. And welcome back. So today we'll be talking about folklore and analyzing it, but um, clearly we might not be able to get through everything, but we'll try our best. I think we should start off by saying our favorite songs. I think that we should too. Folklore. My favorite one is Exile, but special <laughs> shout out to The Last Great American Dynasty. I think that song, like, it's not my favorite song on the album, but it's just like my mood all the time. Yeah. Um, I would say that, I don't even know what my favorite is. I think my favorite is Illicit Affairs. Um, that is a song that like really got me into this album. Like I was, it was like back in like, like August of 2020 and I first listened to Folklore and I was so confused because the last album that Taylor released was Lover, which is so not like Folklore. And I remember listening and thinking, oh my God, do I dislike a Taylor Swift album? And they didn't understand it because this is like the type of like music I like. I like kind of like like folk music. I kind of yeah. like this like indie moment. So I was like, why don't I like this? Why don't I like this? And then I like, I like the more up, like we'll get into like the songs that are like more like upbeat in the album. Cause it is a pretty somber album. Um, but I like the more upbeat ones. And then mm-hmm. I listen to Illicit Affairs, which is not upbeat at all. And there's just this like bridge slash outro that just, Ugh. Don't call me kid. Don't call. Yeah, no, yeah. I love. I also love Illicit Affairs. I think this whole this album is my second favorite album, and it's my first. Um, I think <laughs> it just speaks for itself. The lyricism's insane. Oh shoot, I forgot about my tears ricochet. That was my <laughs> favorite one. Um, but yeah, I mean, this isn't Taylor Swift for beginners right now, but we could always start off with the whole August Betty Cardigan. Yeah. Um, trilogy and how just genius that is yeah um, we can oh we can jump into that first so um this is not in like any like we're gonna come be jumping around today in terms of like the order of the album but i think the most like the primary part of this album is this like love triangle that goes on between three songs so the songs are august um cardigan and betty so basically the story goes uh there is this individual man named James <laughs> and James ends up like it's like cheating cheating did they break up I don't well, know what happens they, basically James and Betty are endgame they are they really like Their each other great, yeah. whatever and James just doesn't treat Betty well and I think they take some kind of break um but it's not very clear what this break is and still like they both or at least Betty still has feelings for him so it's very messy and he has this summer fling with August mm-hmm. and um then at the end of the summer, James ends up running back to Betty, mm-hmm. begging for her to take him back. Um, and meanwhile, Betty is this very wise 17-year-old <laughs> saying, I, like, I don't know anything, but, like... Yeah, because she she's just, like, very wise, and she knows that, like, he's not good for her and that he didn't treat her well, which is very good, uh, good for her for having her priorities straight. But um, then, like, usually in most stories, we have this character, August, who's just, um, like, the other girl who's just forgotten. This you're kind of mad at her. Yeah. Kinda... You're kind of mad at her because, like, she broke up this, like, perfect couple of James and Betty. But we have this song, August, where you really get her perspective. And to her, she was so just this sad. innocent girl who, got a, who had a crush on James, had a fling. It was great. And then she just got, like, tossed away on the side. And, like, it, yeah. it was just really 
empowering to hear her story because I think a lot of times um, people tend to villainize the girl in a situation when really, like, she just had a crush on him. She wasn't trying to destroy a relationship. It was James who was yeah. not emotional. Using her as a rebound. Like, yeah. Um, kind of detailing, like, that's exactly it. Um, kind of detailing each song a little bit specifically. Cardigan is from the point of view of Betty. Um, it's kind of like her reflecting on the relationship in, like, a long-term aspect. I think Taylor said it's, like, her, like, if you want, like, more, like, in de- like in-depth on these, like, songs, I highly recommend you go on Disney Plus and watch Taylor Swift's Long Pond Sessions. She dissects every single one of these songs. Um, so we don't have to. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she dissects every single one of these songs and then performs it live, uh, um, and it's really great if you want to hear that. It. I know. It's incredible. Um, so the cardigan, cardigan is for the point of view of Betty. It's years down the line, and she's, re- like, reflecting on this relationship, and she says, like, you know, I, I knew you'd come back to me because James comes back. Um, I knew, like, you know, I knew all this stuff. And this is a response to James, who in the song Betty, as he's singing yeah. to Betty, is claiming, like, oh, it's just a summer fling. Like, I don't know anything. I'm super young. Like, I'm so sorry for being stupid. And Taylor says that she takes him back. That's, Taylor thinks that she takes him back. But does Taylor know? I don't think so. I, I don't agree with Taylor. I guess she it does make sense for her to take him back because you have those feelings. Yeah. And he does beg. Yeah. But I'm glad that she set the boundary of being like, you hurt me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Cardigan is an incredible song. Um, it is like the most insane lyricism. Um, you take a look at it. And then August is from the point of view of she calls like Taylor refers to this other woman like she's never named but like Augustine or Augusta yeah. or something um because it's a summer fling it's August and then he has to go leave um there's like all these things that like meet you behind the mall like you weren't mine to lose are just some of like the the main lyrics of this song and it just really shows you like what how she felt used in this moment how she just like realized that like she was all for this man and he had his like heart belong to somebody else yeah and it's hard because when you get into some kind of relationship or friendship or really any, like, relationship, whether that's romantic or not, you, like, expect that you'll be each other's friends and then you find out, like, you're, like there was always someone else in the back of their mind. It, it's just, like, painful. Like, in the moment, like, August was, or Augustine. August. <laughs> I, call her August. I call her August, too, but actually. Yeah, that, James, August was, like, James's first choice in the moment, but obviously there was, like, stuff. Like, it, it's just very heartbreaking. And yeah. I think also the August, even though that's her name, I think we also, as Taylor Swift fans, associated with the month. Yeah. And even just, like, taking outside the relationship, like, just thinking, like, the summer's almost over. I feel like everyone has a summer fling. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I totally, that's exactly it. Like, it is, it is that, like, to a T. Um so those are the three that you if you want to listen to the album you have to take that in consideration betty is the song i, I mentioned this it's the song of james basically begging to take her back um there's some, always confusing it's, it's you would think it would be from betty because august is from august's point of view so yeah i think betty would be from betty's <laughs> but it's not it's also really funny um i remember i first listened to the album and i had no idea what was going on i was so overwhelmed and so confused because i was like yeah. who is this singing i don't know who this is this is not like her at all what is going on this is also an album is a testament to the fact that taylor does not write all the same songs about the same stuff like she made this is all just made up like this is just like stuff off the top off the dome experimenting with music so if you claim that she does not like she makes music which just sounds all the same go listen to this album appreciate it. you don't appreciate it but basically like I remember listening to this album, my last comment on this, the love triangle, 
I remember listening to the album, and, like, I was sitting in my bed, and I was listening to this song, and I was like, God, this is so weird. Because, first of all, I was like, is Taylor Swift singing to a woman, first of all? That's <laughs> my first question. I was like, hold on. What is going on right now? And then she's like, then it was like a quote from August. It was like, oh, like, James, get in. Let's drive. And then I was like, okay, so, like, this is from James's point of view. Yeah. And then, like, and then it was like, I dreamt of you all summer long, and I started, like, making the connection, right? And then... And then he says, like, at the end of it, he goes, standing there in your cardigan. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I remember jumping up in bed and being, like, like, mind blown. Because this is at, like, the bottom of the album. Cardigan's the second track. Like, August is, like, the eighth track. And this is, like, the, like, fourth to last track. Yeah, I, I, yeah, when I first listened to it, I did not put it together. And I think we were all very confused. Um, (laughs) She surprised dropped this. Just, like, and that, like, lover was before this so i i didn't even like try to put it together i was just like what is happening but um yeah and and just to transition into like this era of folklore um cardigan she released this like folklore cardigan which is really cute and that's been like huge uh, that's been a big thing that defines this era is like her wearing the cardigan fans wearing the cardigan and she gifted it to other celebrities too like i remember like claro had it yeah. and like phoebe bridgers got one and like i should get one other people got one. i have the red one i also have the red one because i bought it because i got really <laughs> sad but it's just not as good yeah um but anyway moving on yeah um so like in terms of like i guess the do you want to go to my tears ricochet in yeah, terms of context i can go anywhere i want but home. Sorry, yeah. I started playing it. I got really excited. <laughs> and yeah. I can go anywhere. <laughs> um, Nadine's going to sing the song for us so we don't get copyrighted. Yeah, I actually hope this does not. Like, that was, like, literally one second. I accidentally pressed play because I was looking at the lyrics because I was excited. Yeah. No, so, My Tears Ricochet, in the context, so, this is after the she's announced that she's going to re-record albums, I think. I, after she announced it, or, like, she's, like, planning yeah. on it no matter what. Like, um, this song is basically about like this whole like relationship she had with Scott Bruschetta who was her first if you listen to the 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 Taylor Swift um, for beginners podcast you know all about Scott Bruschetta he was her um the owner of Big Machine record label that she was with he sold her masters to um Scooter Braun um and basically she's just like talking about how like he's just like it's basically like having her like having to let herself go in these like songs and stuff and Mm -hmm. like how she doesn't have access to her masters basically very poetic um, there's like a line if and if I'm dead to you then why then why are you at the wake cursing oh. my name wishing I stayed look at how my tears ricochet oh that's the chorus it's crazy and it is just the most like I think this is a really good representative song of folklore because it's also a time of like this was a COVID album it's a lot of like in the, in the house it's a lot of reflection it's a lot of looking at like what is happening in her life and I think that this is a really like the like the pinnacle song of the album also mm-hmm. my last comment before i turn it back over to nadine um it is the fifth track on the album taylor swift has a reputation oh <laughs> <laughs> oh brother she has a reputation someone help us out i know she has a reputation no pun intended on the fact that her album is called reputation uh she has a reputation for having the fifth track of her album or of her albums be like the most like introspective or like reflective like song anti-hero was the one on this album no it was no you're on your own kid was yeah the track five maybe it was third um you're on your own kid was on on midnights all too well all too well is a track five white horse white horse is a track five dear john is uh. a track five um 
Like, a lot of her famous, like, clean. Sat cl- clean is the, as an ending track. Oh, that's 13. All you had Wait. to do was stay. Wait, but I don't think that's a good five. It should I be think clean. It's a good, I think it's a good five. Like, like all, all you had to do was stay. Because as a, like, an introspective, like, reflective one, like, it's, like, her, like, I feel like it, I feel like it's the least track five, I think. I think clean would be better. I think clean but would be better, clean too. clean is a good 13. Yeah. Delicate but. on reputation. That's a good one. It's her being, like, all, like, I'm so nervous. Like, yeah. Um, Lover, it's. It's the archer. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So like she has this reputation. What is it on? What is it on? On Evermore. Taylor Swift doesn't know, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. True. Taylor Swift does not remember Evermore. But anyway, my point is that this is her. F- this is like the fifth track of the album. It is like the Let most introspective. It's supposed to be the most like deep. Tolerated. One. I knew it was gonna be that. I but thought tolerated was. I thought, oh, tis the damn season. Yeah, tis the damn. I thought it, I knew it was either tolerated or tis the damn season because both those are. Ooh yeah. Um. But anyways. Anywho, that is you know any other comments on my tears ricochet? Um, no, but I'll pick the next song. Go ahead. There are too many to pick from. Well, I really like Mad Woman personally. Like I, I that's one of those songs that I kind of listen to on repeat. That's crazy. Just I don't listen to it. That's my skip. Like, that's crazy. That's your skip. Mad Woman is my skip on folklore. I have one skip on folklore, and it's Mad Woman. Well, this is like a. This isn't like a crazy good lyric, but it's like. Every time you call me crazy, I get more crazy. What about that? I just, I think that, like, just in general, that, like, I think very many women can relate to that. I don't know. I think just as a song, it just, like, fires me up because <laughs> it's, like, again, like, in, in this song, Taylor Swift des- describes, like, this mad woman. Um, and she's, like, is the mad woman. And she's talking about um, just, like, what it's like to be perceived as it. And, Again, like, what Taylor Swift does best is, like, claim um, certain perceptions about her. And I don't think that this is – people perceive this about Taylor Swift. I don't think that they think of her as this mad woman that she describes. But the character in this song is owning up to it. It's like, I am a mad woman, and, um, like, you made her like that. I think that was, like, a really powerful, like, line is that, like, mad women aren't just mad women. Like, they're created because – people call them bad women and they just own up to it and yeah i don't know the whole thing like it's obvious that wanting me dead really brought you two together is i I don't know i I think about this a lot i feel like i should listen to this song more i don't listen to it enough you should it's really good yeah um like i'm taking my time because you took everything from me watching climb watching climb over people like me the master of spin has his own side fling. This goes back to this Good goes always. This goes back to to, to, to yeah. my tears ricochet. It's just all this again of like oh like why is she like freaking out about her like masters? Why is she like freaking out about all this stuff? She's just a she's just a woman. She's yeah. just a, like a she's just a mad woman. But it's like you know like you people don't just get mad for no reason. They have to they be they have to be provoked. Like people don't just like mm-hmm. they don't do things without being provoked consistently. Um, Anyways, <laughs> so <Hello>. goodbye. <laughs> okay, thanks for coming to our session. <laughs> no, we're still going. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna end on that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, we're just kidding. Um, next song, we, I wanna. I wanna. I think Mirrorball and Mirrorball. This we have is to me talk trying. About. I think we those are like. Those two. But I, I just put those in like this corner of like really sad songs, <laughs> and like Mirrorball is just incredible because it's it's talking about how there are these people. I know a lot of people like this that are very much broken up inside, just like a Mirrorball is. I, I don't think you're a Mirrorball. But you don't think I'm a Mirrorball? No, I do not think you're a Mirrorball. I appreciate that. Um, I, it's like think about it, a Mirrorball like or a disco ball, yeah. either one. Um, 
everyone wants them at the party but basically their role the entire time at the party is to entertain and to reflect other people's light so basically it's just reflecting other people you're not really yourself but people want you at the party because you're entertaining but they don't want you for who you are and if you think about it uh disco ball or mirror ball is like pieces of broken glass so it's like someone who's truly broken inside who doesn't have a personality who people want shining like at their party but like they don't really want them for who they are and i think it's just it's a sad song and it's powerful there's also the the this the pinnacle no i keep saying pinnacle the main lyric is like she has this like in the core in the bridge she has this like big long metaphor of like this people of this like circus mm-hmm. um and like how like it looks like this whole like, like aspect of like entertaining like the circus they called off the circus burned the disco down you know like even as time moves on she's still on that tightrope and i'm still trying everything to get you laughing at me and this is the this is the kicker line I'm, I'm still a believer, and I don't know why. I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. I'm still on that trapeze. I'm trying. I'm still trying everything to keep you looking at me. Yeah. It's... Because I'm a mirror ball. Oh, God! It is, like... Like, I'm it's sorry. It's, it's hard to... I, I just know a lot of people like that, too. It's so weird because it's such a good comparison. Like, fits perfectly. It is. And I think everyone, like... I'm saying I know a lot of mirror balls, but also I think everyone's always a mirror ball at one point in your life. You kind of always feel like you're just trying to impress people and you're trying to like give off this impression that like isn't really the authentic you but you're 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 too nervous to be yourself or you don't feel comfortable enough being yourself which makes complete sense but um so everyone has a little bit of mirror ball in them so yeah often when someone's listening to that song I'm like it's okay things are gonna get better (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely and back to you know this is me trying too. it's a similar thing of like you know all I do is try 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 it's also like you know this is me trying um, in the sense of, like, you know, she's, she's going through a rough time, and, like, like, she's still struggling, but, like, she's, like, displaying that she's still trying, you know, um, it's, like, the sense of, like, she's feeling that she's, like, like wasted potential, yeah. um, you know, like, she's, like, there's, like, elements of, like, drinking, there's, like, um, it's, I think it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, a, it's like a it's like a breakup song. I know a lot of people relate to it as like academic burnout. Like that too. Gifted and talented kids who like it. There, there's this line. It's like um, it's multifaceted for sure. Yeah, I think it can apply to a lot of things. Yeah. They told me all of my cages were mental, so I got wasted like all my potential. I shoot my, my and my words shoot to kill when I'm mad. I have a lot of regrets about that. Yeah. And then this part I think is like a lot of like people who were academic burnouts. Like <laughs> I was so ahead of the curve, the curve became a sphere. Like I, yeah. I think that's like. That's so, like, I feel like a lot of kids relate to that, especially at Georgetown. It's like you are top of your class, possibly, and then you get here and you're like, oh, yep, I'm not. Yeah. Impressive. And then there's also, like, the relationship aspect of it, too. There's the, you know, and it's hard to be at a party when I feel like an open wound. It's hard to be anywhere these days when all I want is you. I love this line. You're a flashback in a film reel on the one screen in my town, and I just wanted you to know that this is me trying. Yeah, that that's all. That one's heartbreaking because it's like you can't escape them. You can't escape this person because this is the only like film that's showing in her town. So if she ever wants to go to the movies, like she just can't like escape this person. Yeah, yeah, it's it's totally that. Um, that one's a heavy one. That's this a, is a heavy album. I'm it's not sure I'm in the mood today. Really, it's a really heavy album. I mean, it's better than doing red. <laughs> so true. Um, but let's like, talk about exile. 
please. I love this song. I used to hate it. Fun fact. Why? I used to hate it. Um, I just love how it's like a duet and it's a conversation the whole time. I think it's really powerful. Yeah. Um, I used to just not like, I think like some of these songs on this album, I don't like how they are like sound, I guess. But I think that like, it just took me like a while to like get used to it and to like it. Um, but Exile is like, basically it's like one person's leaving the other one and they're kind of fighting and it's like really raw it's really emotional and it's with uh bon Iver, and um so i forgot what's his name the lead singer bon Iver. i forgot his name um aaron destner is this oh, producer, oh, oh but, i was um, like what are you is it works with them but i'm like i'm drawing a blank anyways i think it's, not, it's, the, it's what's his name i'm not your problem anymore so who am i offending now i'm looking up you're my name. crown now i'm in exile seeing you out yeah it's so yeah i can't even talk about it i love it too much they just have this like justin vernon gosh oh i didn't know what you were trying to say i knew that i knew that justin vernon is the is the lead singer of bony bear and he's on this song and he's the one having this conversation um like i think i've seen this film before and i didn't like the ending you're not my homeland anymore so what am i defending now i'm in exile seeing you out i think i've seen this film before um, there's a, this is a, ooh, this is a good, this is a good line. Um, I, here, this is the conversation part. Sorry, did you want to start? No, I was going to talk about the conversation. Yeah. So, so it's, Bon Iver, like, like, Justin Vernon sings, and then Taylor responds. So, like, he says he feels like he's in exile. Uh, she says that, like, you know, like, what is she, like, what is her reasoning? It's like, she says, second, well, he's third, like, hun- you never gave me any signs, and she said, like, I gave you so many more yeah, signs. Yeah, that's the like, ending. you didn't even hear me out. Like, it, I yeah. don't know, it's just this whole conversation of him being like, you you didn't tell me this, I didn't know what was going on, she's like, I literally, like, told you, I literally, like, how could you not tell? So yeah. it's just this ongoing um, conversation or argument between the two of you, them, and, like, you just, you you know that there's, like, just, like, yeah, I never it? learned to read your mind. Like, I and couldn't turn things around. Like, you, yeah, oh, you never turn things around. And then, like, that's Taylor's response. And then he says, because you never gave a warning sign. I gave so, so many signs. So it's, like, so many signs. And then, like, they fight. It's just, like, this is, like, yeah. We always walked a very thin line. You didn't even hear me out. You never gave a warning sign. I gave so many signs. Ah, it's so good. It is so, like... It's so great, and it's really funny because Taylor wrote this song like as a duet, yeah. and like, it like it just like, I don't know, it just like cracks me up a little bit because I think that she like no 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 I'm getting it wrong. There's a song on Evermore that she wrote like like some lyrics for and like somebody else to sing it. Um, she has the lead singer of the National sing on that one, and it's really funny because she said that she like wrote the lyrics is like so he like in a way that he would like sign on to write the song. <laughs> I think that she did something similar with this too. I don't remember exactly. Um, that's so funny. Yeah, she's funny. The last, like, song that I want to bring up, you can bring up more. Yeah, like, we, this will be our last one. Um, I want to bring up Seven. Oh, yeah. I was listening to that earlier today because I knew we were going to be discussing folklore, so I listened to it. I, yeah. I think Seven's a really good song in terms of, like, sonically represents the album. I, I think. agree. I think. Yeah. I think sonically it's a really good representation of the album. Um, you know, like, she... It's this, like, my favorite thing in, like, the, the the Long Pond Sessions where she's talking about this song. She makes this comment, and it's so funny, because she was like, you know, like, when did I, like, get to the age where I would, like, 
stop like and like like stop like throwing a fit and like throw the cereal box at my mom in like yeah. the grocery store <laughs> like that. she's like because like there's a line that says um like it's uh where is it where is the like what is the line it's the the oh i used to scream ferociously um anytime i wanted is like that line and it's just like this like it's a reflection of like youth it is like looking back on like this like little friendship she had yeah and this like you know like even though she doesn't remember this like person like there's still like love for them it's like love for your like childhood love like in this like very nostalgic once again back to the whole like folklore is very reflective album um and even though it's like a lot of it's not like autobiographical um, there's obviously elements of her life in it, and, like, this is especially, like, one of them. Like, and she, you know, like, she talks about being, this is more autobiographical than other ones. Like, she talks about being in Pennsylvania, um, like, that's where she grew up. Uh, just, like, talking about, like, all of this stuff with this relationship, um, with this, like, friend who, like, his parents are going through stuff, and, you know, like, it's just a very, like, like, a very childish kind of, like, oh, like, we'll run away and we'll solve everything. Yeah. This, like, thing that's, like, unrealistic but, like, very nostalgic and um, emotional to, like, look at. Yeah, no, I would agree with that analysis. Yeah. Unfortunately, we do have to depart now, but... Um, <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. We did we a pretty good job. we time ruining everything. <laughs> I that's love a, that song. It's so good. That's The Last Great American Dynasty, by the way. That's a really, that's a really good one. We can I, I'll explain that another time. Yeah, because we'll I'm obsessed with that song. I I had a meeting for a club, and they asked me my favorite. They were making a playlist, mm-hmm. and to like play while we're working on like stuff, and I gave that song it's, because it's so it's fun. fun. It's like upbeat, but it's also like mischievous and like devious. They say she was seen on occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Goodbye, um, children. Have a good day. See ya.